Hello and welcome to the Prolificast for the week of December 18th, 2011. I'm Nick Jones. Along with me, of course, is El Clinto. Hello. And Brian Clark. Hi. The Prolificast is your source for all things happening inside the transmedia company Prolific, along with insight and discussions in the world of prof- professional creativity, tech, entertainment, and any other rabbit trail that may pop up along the way. December 18th, we're like, we're into the week of Christmas. So close. Actually, I think Christmas has its own week. It's on a Sunday, but this is like the week of technically, right? True. Yeah, I, and I just realized that yesterday and realized I haven't watched Die Hard yet. Oh, how can you... I know. How can wow. you make it through the Christmas season without Die Hard? Snuck up on me. I, you know, Die Hard and Battleship. Got a week. <laughs> that's, I'm telling you, that's the secret. So, week of Christmas, I'll tell you what, we're celebrating Christmas around the prolific offices. Clint is lining the, he's laying out the stockings with care according to the grid. Yes. Dave is welding a sleigh in the back. <laughs> and Brian, Brian and I are hitting the eggnog. So, <laughs> exactly. that's how we celebrate here. I don't know. But, Nog, uh, man. You like the nog? I love nog. Are you an eggnog mm-hmm. fan? Big time. You can have all of what my eggnog flavored coffee that we bought accidentally because <laughs> it's awful. You might like it though. I don't know. I doubt it. I'm not the uh, full out eggnog guy. I'm, I'm more of a eggnog straight out of the carton. I'm not really into the whole eggnog shakes and eggnog coffees. So you basically you straight. you like the you just want half and half with like nutmeg in it. Yeah, that's fine. It's not even half and half. It's whole. It's it needs whole to say cream. Eggnog on the carton though. Yeah, now, how did you end up, you ended up with like a whole carton of eggnog coffee. Just in, yes, it's awful. Well, I, it was just an accidental buy, one of those like, we got the Keurig, little coffee maker, which is incredible with the K-Cups, you go mm. to buy your refills, and my wife thought, hey, here's some, you know, a holiday pack, it's going to have like peppermint, this and all that, and it's eggnog flavored coffee. It's not even eggnog. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's just Artificial horrid. nog. Yeah, <laughs> and not only is it like eggnog coffee, but it's like. Keurig K-cup eggnog. Yeah, it's bad. Ugh, I feel sorry for you. Sorry, Keurig, for that terrible recommendation, but it's pretty bad. (laughs) But everything else is good. You should try the rest of it. I'm actually having problems with my Keurig right now. It's sad. That's that's, that's awful. I know. I got 99 problems, and my Keurig's (laughs) one. Well, let us be, hopefully, among the first to wish you a a Merry Christmas and a, a Happy New Year. And... Let's let's talk about what happened last week, shall we? Because yeah. we actually did record an entire prolific cast for last week. It was beautiful. Oh. It was the best one we've ever done. It was great. We patted ourselves on the back, <laughs> had a, a celebratory uh, lunch. I called everyone I knew and said, you're going to want to hear this one. This and, is the uh, one. And then it never showed up. And uh, that's because we had, we had a little bit of, I guess you could call it a little bit of a technical hiccup. Yeah. yeah. Basically, when we got it into post, I sounded like I was on a tin can. <laughs> Literally. Not not just bad audio. But you know what? We're not pros at this. We're learning as we go. Obviously. Well, we... That's, <laughs> kind of, that's the problem. We kind of are. We kind of are pros. <laughs> I'm we not should. a pro at this. <laughs> I do have a broadcasting degree and started my career in radio. Well, in but, that case, you, know, you have failed us all. And we were using this is a gear from my professional... Well, bat. here's what's <laughs> happening. Here's what happened. Um, That's right. I'm just a drummer. I don't. I don't deal with this. I know this stuff. is surprising because we broadcast out of our deluxe, prolific, <laughs> podcasting studios. But every once in a while, we kind of just throw some gear together. And last week, we were throwing. I I specifically remember this moment as as we were trying to cut this, where you pull out a mic and said, "We got this mic. It's like broken, but somebody <laughs> threw it in the bag and it was like, hey, we can have this mic.' So we decided to use it." And it sounded pretty good in the headphones, but did not come out. Yeah, awful. Man. It was, it was a horrible decision. It's the bootleg podcast. Yeah, and that's why you always go with good gear. Exactly. Let that be a lesson to you. Both. 
I would never have made that Dude, call. Cheap out. If there was money at stake, we never would have done that. Yeah. You did make that call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I'm just saying. Let that be a lesson to oh, you both. Because <laughs> I've already learned my lesson. I appreciate you giving us that lesson. Uh, I do want to go back, though, because the, one of the last things that we talked about the last time we were all together is I think Brian and I were giving you a hard time about Path. Yeah. Uh, As you do any app that I try out. Well, it's because you have a new app every yeah. single week. No, let me ask you this. Yeah. I saw some new thing. You're doing some video game app thing now, right? Yeah, I tried it out. Oh, what's it called? I'm Game. I'm Game. Yeah. And it's like you check into games. Um, you set up. You can set up your Xbox profile and your, your PSN and all that kind of stuff into it. The thing is, it's really cool, nice interface, but you have to actually check into the game. So, mm. like, when I start playing a game, I'm not going to, like, check in to the game, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I would rather it automatically just, since I put my Xbox handle in there, just pull in that I'm playing the game and maybe send me an alert that says, you're playing this game, would you like to tweet it or something like that, you know, share it. Because otherwise you have to basically just go in there. And now it might be a little cool if you could do locations within the game, like Clint mm. is at Lothor's Tavern. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would be awesome too. <laughs> Clint is just, the mayor of Lothor's Tavern. Just chilling in Skyrim. Drinking mead. I would, exactly. I would always be in Skyrim, though. Well, okay, but there was what, there was like a system that would, it was like linked up to your Xbox account, and it would automatically like tweet out or something that you just unlocked as some achievement. Because one of my friends got it. Oh, really? And it annoyed the crap out of me because he started using it. It was automatic? Yeah, and it was like, oh, he just unlocked this. Raptor. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. So this is different than Raptor. This is different, yeah. Anyway, this is a sidecar to the main discussion. Yeah. This is why it annoys us every time you have a new app. Hey, but you know what? I discover things, and you guys you, you guys eventually may you're, latch on to some of this stuff. Like what we're about to talk I mean, right it, now. It's noble work you're doing there I with know. the app discovery. Do what I can, you know, one app at a time. So we bashed you on Path last time a little bit. But since then, I've seen Brian, I've seen you on Path. I've started using Path a little bit. And I, I think it is at least worthy of revisiting for a few minutes. Yeah. Because I, I actually kind of like it a little bit. Yeah. There's still some things. It's funny that you bring up the whole I'm game thing because I feel the same way about Path. Like, cool, it'll share my music, but it's not reading off a Scrabble thing. It's I've got to go in and say, hey, you know what I'm listening to right now? This album. Right. And I'm never gonna do that. And I, I would say to that, you know, I mean, I get the uh, the idea of having things automated, like RDO to Facebook or or whatever. But I feel like even that. I'm not, it doesn't excite me as much as actually curating or taking, you know what I'm saying? Actually going in and listing something out intentionally. Yeah. Because I feel like when you're automatically just kind of posting things out there, it's, it's almost, it's great for the business model side of things. It's great for that side, but I think curating something shows a little bit more care in a social network, especially like Path. See, I completely disagree though. Okay. Because if I'm looking at like what Brian is listening to, I'm actually interested to see what Brian likes, not what he thinks is going to be cool to post right now to make him look trendy, which happens. Yeah, and it, that I'm, does not, happen. I'm not trying to point out Brian. <laughs> Brian's always doing that. I'm just saying. Problem. I'm just saying. If you really love like an old Kenny Rogers album, you're not going to tweet up there listening to Kenny Rogers again. I would totally tweet that. <laughs> no, most people wouldn't. No, I get what you're saying. Um, I think that though, that's kind of the thing with Path is that, and that's why it kind of it separates itself from the other social networks, is that it's a little bit more inclusive, 
and it's a little bit more closed off so that you can select who you want to share stuff with. And in yeah. that, you think a little bit more about what you actually share. So it's a more of a quality over quantity kind of idea. Yeah. As opposed to, I'm just going to blast everything out there. I think you need to, though, because, like, if I look at, at Brian's audio uh, uh, activity, you know, I can tell how big of a huge Aerosmith fan he is. Mm. But yeah, if I look at Path, he's probably never going to talk about that. See, and that's why I think people like that, because people want the choice of having a little bit more control over that, over that kind of stuff. And putting out there a different kind of feel than, like, say, going to his audio and seeing everything he's into. Do you so, know what I'm saying? So let me just guess. You're probably uh, very much against the whole Netflix, Facebook thing that came through mm. a couple weeks that's, ago, that's right? That's a good segue. So what was that? Well, they, they just came up with some major... Well, they're, yeah, they're revisiting, basically, the laws of video sharing and, and video, um, yeah, video sharing, basically. And because the because of the idea of kind of how RDO you know allow and Spotify whichever you prefer, we are RDO, RDO. folk here. Pfft, Spotify. Spotify. Who uses Spotify? Uh, but what am I British? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to all of our British <laughs> listeners out there. Uh, anyway, but I would say that. that <laughs> I love English Premier League. As you sip your I love, tea. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I would say that I think that the. the the idea with that is Netflix. It's basically like you're turning on the fire hose to show off everything that you kind of watch now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of that just because I share the family plan with my you know family. We everybody watches Netflix. My kids grab the iPad and go watch. You know, it's why Brian and I have almost left audio because our friends yes. <laughs> lately listen to yes. is all. Right. Carrie Underwood. I go to that's my network why, to get great recommendations. Yeah. That's why. What's Clint listening to? I know. The I Wubbles. Know. And the wife and I have talked about this. Rappy sings whale songs. Yeah. Exactly. We've talked about this. And so that's what she's getting for Christmas is I'm getting her and. Spoiler alert. Uh, I'm sorry. Heidi. Don't listen. She doesn't listen anyway. Huh. Well, uh, yeah, neither does Rachel. Your wife's listening? Your wife listen? I totally make my wife listen. <laughs> you really? I'm like, hey, listen. You've got to listen to this. Remember, I'm going to say something funny. Hold on. Wait. No, that wasn't it. You weren't listening. I'm going to rewind it. Wait, did you hear that? Did that really resonate with you? Wasn't that awesome? (laughs) Can you believe I thought of that on the fly? (laughs) Exactly. See, okay. Here's, again, I'm going to, I'm going to disagree. At the risk of, at the risk of turning this into like a horrible (laughs) ESPN, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith thing. I, I don't just disagree with Clint normally, but... I think, you know, Netflix, let's be honest, Netflix is going in the tube, right? I mean, come on. Uh, don't, I wouldn't say I, that. Well, I I'm going to say that. I, I canceled say, it. I would say no. I, I would well, say they have a good chance of doing some really cool things, especially like with the rest of the development thing coming up. Okay, we're going to record this. This is the last week of December. We're going to record okay. this, and we're going to look at it in a year. We're recording Netflix it right now. Dead. That's a good, good idea. point. Yeah, um, we are recording it's, this. It's on tape. <laughs> Unless you screw it up like you did last week. <laughs> I did not screw this up. It was the mic that let us down. And I blame whoever put it in Brian's bag. <laughs> no, but here's the thing, okay? When Netflix started, one of the things that I loved about Netflix is the same thing with music. I could go in, I could add my friends, my friends had pages, I could see what they were watching, I could see what they had at home. So if I knew that, like, Grant had Moon at home, I could say, dude, have you watched that yet? It's so awesome. Like, let's go get coffee. I want to talk about it because I love that film. I could recommend things. It would show up and say, hey, your movie tastes are actually very similar to Brian, and I might not know that. So now it's like, well, Brian and I actually watch a lot of the same stuff, so I should talk to him. Then they totally scrapped it. They got rid of it. You couldn't see anything anymore. Now it's like, I don't even know if that feature exists. But if you did it with Facebook, 
like Facebook has integrated music, uh -huh. I think that it would be pretty awesome to be able to go through and go, wow, I actually have a really similar taste. Like we agree on 90% of the movies that I've that Dave and I watch or whatever. Yeah. And to be able to talk about that. But you don't want that kind of thing. You don't want it to be blasted out there. You want to pick and choose. Yeah. Which is essentially what Facebook already has now. I can already say, I like this movie and this movie and this movie. Yeah. Nobody updates it. Right. Well, you probably do. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, well, every once in a while, I've used, I've used apps like Get Glue and, and, and uh, Into Now. Those other yeah. ones. Which, that, that actually great. It's I used Get Glue. Uh, but I think... Um, I remember that day. Remember that day? <laughs> I checked into everything and then thought, "Well, I'll never use this." Yeah, it is, and it really is. It's kind of a, just what you choose to. But I think another thing is with the Netflix is it's kind of like what they used to have on the Xbox, where you could party watch. Ugh. And I think that's what um, that's what I'm guess, guessing at. That some you of think this, that's what Facebook wants to do. I think so. Watch it's, with friends. Yeah, kind of watch with friends. Okay. Um, who who is dreaming this stuff up? Because that was the worst idea. Lonely nerds, I guess. Because I mean, it doesn't make any <laughs> oh, sense. Wow. Sorry to the lonely nerds. <laughs> Sorry to the lonely nerds watching, listening to our podcast right now. That's I, two apologies in one. <laughs> I just they put that thing in. Who I remember. Next? I remember at E3 they had the big thing and they were like, "You can jump on and stream a movie on Netflix with your Xbox friends," and it's like. I'm going to sit in my living room with my headset on so that I can hear, yeah. you know, Brian eating popcorn and talking to his kids while good. the movie's going on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All they've done is taken the best thing about watching a movie at home and made it horrible again. <laughs> and now you think that's what Facebook's going to do. I just guess I'm going to ask Keegan at, at Christmas because he works for Facebook you now. I'm going to say, you know what Clint told me you guys are doing? So with, Exactly. So with all, I get the newsletter. So with all those, um, all those thoughts, what are your thoughts on, on, uh, on why do you like Path then? Give well, me, give me your thoughts on Path. I think it's a couple things. It is a smaller user base. So it's like we talked a couple weeks ago. I think what I like is I feel like I get to restart. I get to say, mm -hmm. okay, like right now I only follow like 10 or 12 people on Path. So it feels a little bit better. I love the layout. I feel like the UI is great. Mm -hmm. um, I love that I get to go to everything that you put on your Path and add the winky face. Yes. Just to do it. Yeah. Or like last night, you talked about how Bobcats attacked some people in your neighborhood. And yeah. I saw Brian and I both gave you the whoa face. We gasped. We did. The we were out. taken aback. Not just back. It was a big deal. Aback. Yeah. Uh, I like that. Mm. Um, I like how it kind of seamlessly integrates uh, photos, how it sends out to Twitter. Like when you send out to Twitter and somebody clicks on the link, it's like on your custom page and stuff, which right. is really cool. Right. Now, is there any like web side to path? No. Because I was like, like, wow, a, this is my background. Where's the rest of my stuff? Yeah. It's not on here, is it? It's like Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is the portal and then it just gives you like a web version yeah. for when you share something. I, I like that aspect of it. I, I stand by the fact that I don't like the fact that you can see everyone that's seen something. Right. Uh, because it creates awkward, just this weekend there was a couple awkward things. Or like, there was one time, you put up a picture and you were like, sleep in bed sick. And I looked at the picture and I was like, that's a pretty cool picture. And then I was like, he's going to know I looked at that and I didn't say anything. Maybe I should say like, get well soon. No, I saw, I'm not say I, saw I didn't take any offense. I mean, that's what you're saying. I wasn't sad. Aren't you? I wasn't sad. It's just, I don't know. I even felt that way. I put up a picture I thought was pretty cool. Saw a bunch of people looked at it, nobody said anything. And I thought, pfft. Forget yeah. those guys. <laughs> well, here's what I, here's my thoughts on it. And I'll, I'd love to hear your thoughts Actually, I want to I want to ask you next, Brian. You've used it. You came in third on this, and I want. What are you thinking? You know, I I still don't know. Jury's still out. I mean, I, I 
I'm kind of finding myself making an effort to do it more than like actually wanting to do it for some reason. Yeah. But I think I'm finding that in with social networking in general. Like, right, I, I don't know, my interest is waning a little bit. Yeah, I, I'm having to kind of find myself like forcing yeah. <laughs> I things. Um, you know, because there was a time when it was like every little thing I did, I was like, oh, this is going on Twitter. I'm going to tweet this. And everything yeah. was so like, I'm going to show everybody. And now I'm like, I don't really know that I need to show this to See, everybody. It, and that's why I think when Path comes in, that's why it's great. At the point of kind of where we are, we've all kind of had our Facebook, Twitter time. Some people have gone for the Google Plus thing. Um, you Google know. Plus. Google Plus. What am I, British? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what am I, a lonely nerd? <laughs> all right. Here we go. Wow. Okay. No, but, uh, but I hear what you're saying. But how is it different than Facebook, though? Well, that's what I'm trying to say is that it's more it's it's more inclusive. It's it's you can control what people see because you control a little bit more differently than Facebook. Uh, well, not so much. It's just a restart. Not right? so much now. I mean, because Facebook does have you know you can set up lists, I guess, so that only so many people can see what you're doing. Um, but you have to check those lists. When you're using Path, you know who's seeing your stuff because you've only allowed those people in the door, basically. But it's the same way with Facebook. Well, I think Is it not? No, because if you post something on Facebook, unless you check friends or everyone or whatever. I've got my, like on Facebook, I, I set my privacy on. Right, No you one can't can see my that. stuff except for friends. Yeah. And so I, to me, there's no difference in that than Path. I think the, the main difference is just in the kind of the perception. I think technically they're pretty much the same. But there's this perception that with Facebook, you've got a million friends. You don't. Why would yeah. you add me? Like right. random acquaintances that I don't really know expect me I, to that's add right. them. Yeah. But with Path, it's like no, there's only 150 slots here. I yeah, but I more perceived like I've already run into that awkward friend. like it's that early adopter. Everyone that's on Path is trying to add everyone else on Path, and I'm like, I'm going to be in the same situation. I was because the reason I got that way on Facebook is that when you first start out Facebook, it's like you're on Facebook. Sweet, add me as a friend because yeah. I don't know anybody on Facebook, right? right? Now it's kind of like, well, I don't I've been really selective, man. Like, I've gotten how do, does it show back? But does it sh- like Path is so public about everything you do? I'm just worried it's going to be like, no, no, Brian, Nick does not want to be your friend. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And what happens is, like, if you choose to deny, it doesn't show that person that you denied them, it just says a waiting reply if you go to their profile forever. Yeah, <laughs> so, so what if you can now? Can you go in after the fact and delete people? Yeah. You can go in and, and what happens your friends. Then? Does it say it doesn't Nick say is no longer friends? It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't track that. Every time we disagree on the podcast, I'm going to defriend you on Path, <laughs> <laughs> just to see what happens. But that, that's why I like it. I think, um, and I've even considered this. Like, I don't blog much anymore. I just post photos a lot to Instagram and maybe a few things to Path every once in a while. And then yeah. if I find that I want to, I might push it out to Facebook or Twitter. But it's still like I'm with you, Brian. It's like. The social networking stuff is kind of getting like, yeah, no. Yeah. I think I just want like this one little place where I post stuff every once in a while, and then I still have Twitter. I'm kind of seeing Path as like that one thing, and then if I want to go public with it, it goes to Twitter, and I really don't use my Tumblr blog or Facebook anymore. I agree. I, I, I don't know if it's like I'm getting bored with social media. I think probably what it more what it what it is more is like. I just I see so much clutter and so many people that tweet so much stuff right. that I I don't I'm sure there's a site out there that would do this but I wish I could see like my Twitter usage because I I'm thinking I might tweet something maybe twice a week now yeah. maybe two or three times yeah. now if we're on a shoot or something I think it's awesome 
I like sharing pictures, but there's just, we're in this culture of like, look at me, look how awesome I am, right. look at the kind of influence I have, and it's like, I don't care. Clout. I would, yeah, look at my clout, look at my settlers of Catan But you've book. benefited from my clout. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I gave him my clout, Brian, that I, oh. I got a prize, mm-hmm. and it was a settlers of Catan book. Yep. Have you read oh, it? Wow. I have not, but have I plan on hitting it's that. It's huge, it's like a Bible. It is gigantic. I can't believe someone actually wrote that big of a story based off Settlers of Catan. Because if you've ever played Settlers of Catan, there's not a whole lot of storyline in it. You know who it was? Lonely British nerds. It probably. <laughs> they probably Man. figured it out on Google+. Plus. Man. Uh, <laughs> While they were listening to tunes on Spotify. We just, I hope everyone realizes. <laughs> Brian's completely serious. He's completely serious. So that's Path. I think... I dig it. It's just privacy is a big deal. Yeah. And I guess for you, the privacy is just, well, you've been, you've been burnt before a couple of times. You've actually had stuff stolen from your house and right. had all kinds of stuff on it. So like yeah. privacy and security are a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I know that you're trying to protect that. I, and even the quality over quantity thing is one of those things that I keep kind of even going into the new year. It's one of those, I don't say resolutions. I don't really get into that, but like, I think just one of those thoughts of like, you know, for the new year, quality over quantity is one of those things. And I feel like that comes down, that go, filters through the social social networks. And um, I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at deleting Facebook again for the fifth time. I'm looking at, oh my I know, um, I'm looking at, because I have two Facebooks. I have one for family and I have That's one for... That's your deal though. That's sure. your problem. Sure, sure. We need to, can we have an intervention? Can we have an intervention right now? I need her. Why? Why? I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> well, like, it's a it's a long story. Like, and I don't want to get into it, but I I have two. <laughs> it's a long story, which we won't talk about on this hour long podcast. Not gonna get into it. But I have two Facebooks. One's primarily family. One sure. is just kind of my public feed of everything sure. else. And, Professional. And I also had to have one for uh, you know another one just to handle some of these you know Facebook sites that I've created for people you know. Pages and whatnot. I just you're okay. Like mm. you're you're an app guy. Yes. You're a web guy. Mm. You're kind of a lonely geek British nerd. Yes. <laughs> uh, sometimes I feel like with Facebook, are you doing the whole like I loved this band, but now it's popular, so I'm out. No, no, Ooh, not at all. Out. I mean, maybe the first time. Okay. Well, well. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I understand a kick, a pushback from Facebook. Yeah. But I sit there and I'm like. Does Facebook not do all of this other stuff better? And is the problem not, like, if you just had 100 friends on Facebook yeah. and you had your privacy locked down yeah. and you just interacted with those friends, you've got a wall, you've got timeline. Yeah. The timeline on the, on the iPhone looks beautiful. Sure, sure. I know you even say the same thing. It does. Yeah. Um, picture sharing, I think, is easier. Uh-huh. Scrabbling music in is easier. Right. Sharing, like, where you are. All, right. Like, all of that stuff is easier. So why yeah. path? Just because not everyone else is doing it? No. We'll let Clint think about that as we head to break. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I feel like, I think it's just basically just trimming down. I feel like Path and Facebook are one and the same, especially after we talked about some, I feel like they are very synonymous. And so. And um, Path does push to Facebook pretty well. Yeah, if you want to, it just does the same thing. Uh, I feel like I just have too many apps and I just prefer Path over Facebook now. I gotcha. I've trimmed down the Facebook friends quite a bit, and I've kept it pretty, you know, simple. But I don't know. You know, it's like one or the other. I don't need both, and I prefer Path. It looks great and works great, and I, I, think, I think it's the way I'm going. So 
Are you going to stick with it, Brian? Yeah, I'll keep it. I'll give it a shot. I see more and more people cropping up and more of my friends, you know, joining. So I'm kind of interested. I'll, I'll, it's one of those things. I'll keep it there. It's like a, you know, a girlfriend, girlfriend you don't want to break up with just in case. But <laughs> or like, you have so few path friends, you could just text us all. It's exactly right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Interesting. So all if right. you don't see me on Facebook first a year, you know what's happened. <sighs> I'm going to be disappointed. I've deleted it. If you're it. not on Facebook, I'm going to sign back up as you. <laughs> So I'm gonna do. Gonna start. Well, that's the thing. I'll have to sign up a dummy account just to handle all these, you know, pages and stuff. That can't I have you to. not like ever truly get deleted from Facebook? Like, can't, can't, doesn't your can't. profile go offline, but all your information still there? Yeah, it's still there. <sighs> still there. It's a brave new world. And that's the thing, man. They're gonna just sell all your info. And you're just gonna be pimped out one of these days. Well, I'm fine with that. Okay. That doesn't bother me. All right. Hmm. Have fun with that. It's the last year of the world anyway. Yeah, exactly. That's true. We're not going to make it through the next Let's year. Let's just forget about all this. We've made it to 2012. <laughs> just so live who life cares? Fr- frivolously on Facebook. Plus with SOPA, everything's going to be censored. The internet's uh, going to be yeah. shut down. We can't get into that. We got a good run. We cannot get into that. Let's not get into that right now. Yeah. Brian's spinning his Go Music Now credits like a madman <laughs> <laughs> before SOPA hits. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. We'll talk about that at another time. Uh, on today's show, we're going to take a quick little break. Uh, we're going to be looking at an interesting, dare I say, controversial tweet from one of our designer friends. And then a very special edition of So Hot Right Now, where we will look at what's so hot this year. Have you guys heard of Oasis? <laughs> I love Oasis. The other day I was listening to Oasis while watching Top Gear, and I saw the funniest thing that Ricky Gervais was doing. I don't know if you guys saw this. Was it after, was that came, was it after Doctor Who, right? Doctor Who is the best show on TV, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, well, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize we were back. Oh yeah, we are back, we are back. Sorry, let me finish drinking my Earl Grey. So during that musical break, we realized <laughs> How bad, how badly we might have offended some British listeners when. Hold on, I'm gonna go get. <laughs> I'm gonna go get my Led Zeppelin. I mean, yes. My, uh, and the, my Def Leppard undies on. I will say though that for you know, for as much as we can point out some funny things, and we can talk about some tea and crumpets here and there. Mm. We do. I I am a dar, diehard Arsenal fan. I got to tell you, yesterday I I came straight home from church and I watched Arsenal play Man City. I got my Arsenal T-shirt on. I, I mean, we're pretty diehard about English Premier League. I was watching during church, so <laughs> I really I went like, to the service after you, and I, I was like getting the updates, and I was like, mm. Clint and I go to the same church, and so I leave. We went to the early service so I could come back and watch. Well, that sounds bad. Not so that I could come back and watch football. <laughs> it just happened. It just happened that we got home in time that I could watch Arsenal, and then I see Clint talking about the game, and I'm like, he's he's at church right now. <laughs> What's he doing? ESPN app, man, gives me the gives me the updates. Uh, that's there needs to be a rule about apps in church. Oh, man. Bible uh, apps only. Of course, our church had a laser show yesterday too. It's true. So I don't know and that. Snow. Hint snow in theater. And wow, that was a good time. <laughs> Nothing says Christmas like a laser show. <laughs> my kid, my little boy, afterwards was like, "Dad, if those laser touched us, would they cut our hands off?" <laughs> it's like, Most likely, better stay, keep your head low. Of all the things that you took from church that morning, that's what yeah, you took. All right. Awesome. Our pastor also told everyone in the crowd that oh, Santa does not exist. Oh, nice. Yeah. We- <laughs> Somehow my kids missed that though, because they didn't ask any questions later, which was great. They missed that one. 
is a little questionable. All right. All that to say, we love the British. We love the British, and we love our my, church. My, yes. <laughs> and Santa. And my, wow. Okay, and that now it just sounds like we're being even bigger. Okay. <laughs> like, my wife will tell you, I wish I was British, like, all the time. I'm always, yeah. the British office is far superior. I mean, I just like the way mm. things are going. You, know, I, you, you think know. the British office is superior? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Okay, uh, we need to, because the reason we're saying this is we do have British listeners. <laughs> and it just came up for some reason randomly. I don't even know. No, no, it was it was definitely a pointed comment that I started the show wanting <laughs> oh, to throw in there. Two of our interns that Difted were British. Yeah. So, um, Here's what I want to know, though. I do. I seriously do want to hear from some of our British audience on why do you guys think Doctor Who is a great show? Because I know. I've tried to watch some, Me and too. that show is horrible. Me too, man. It is not going to be in our so hot this there year. Are some, <laughs> there are some diehard fans. I know. I it's ridiculous. It. Last week... Um, one of our uh, friends in the design community, we use the term friends <laughs> loosely, I don't know that we've ever met, but you know, probably a friend. no idea who we are. But. Right. Uh, don't, don't ask him about us. <laughs> uh, Nick Campbell from Grayscale Gorilla uh, tweeted out uh, something that I think is interesting. He, he uh, put out there, your clients aren't going to care if you use the red and orange uh, shine preset. Who are you designing for? And that started... A little bit of a of a debate. I would say a heated debate between Brian and I. I won't say things were broken. They may have been broken, and I'm not going to say feelings were hurt, but mine were. And um, we started talking about well, what does that mean for us? And I think it's something that all of us as designers, all of us as videographers, have to think about because I think it's tempting when we start a project to, in some ways, look past our client and look more at what image is that going to portray for us? How are we going to look? Is the rest of the design community going to laugh at us because it looks like somebody else? And so we started throwing it around. Brian and I tend to disagree a little bit on the point, but I thought Brian made some interesting points about how we take ourselves as designers um, and kind of how we see the world around us. So Brian, when you first saw that come through, I know you follow Nick Campbell like a hawk. I know you've got your alerts set up on your phone. <laughs> You're probably following on path. <laughs> what, what was your initial thought at, at that idea? Yeah, um, you know, I initially I find myself kind of on on both sides of it, but I, I think what it comes down to is I, I agree with the statement he's making in general. Um, I think maybe the example he used I don't necessarily agree with, um, but but the underlying message he's trying to convey I totally am 100%. Like I and I even I've even said this before that I think we do tend to make things too difficult sometimes we tend to take ourselves too seriously you know as designers and and um you know even even well i can be driving on the road and see for instance a, a truck with a landscaping logo on the side of it right and, and comic sans probably right and it's terrible and the logo is awful and i look at that and immediately as a designer i say oh man they need branding help they've got to do something about that um because they're killing themselves or whatever and then i I think about it, about it and I realize they probably don't. They've probably got more business than they can handle. It's probably having no effect whatsoever on their business, but we as designers just assume that it is. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think there, there are definitely times when, when we just immediately assume that what we do is more important than it is, and we tend to make things more difficult um, by putting pressures on ourselves that don't need to be there. Um, so I, I agree with that side of it, um, but when it comes to the, the preset side and all that, I, I, I actually I disagree with that. I think that um, well, I think we, we do, I think, need to put ourselves into things and put our own unique spin on things and, and make sure that 
we as designers are set apart and also that our clients are set apart. Um, and so even though I would say, I agree with what you're saying, I'm still not going to use the Trap Coach 9 preset for any of my videos, you know. Do you, but do you think that's a self-conscious thing? Do you think it's just like, I'm not going to use it? Like, do you, th I, I guess for me where it comes down to is, do you not use a preset because you think, I can make this look way better? Or do you not use a preset because you think, I'm not the kind of guy that uses presets. Like, I'm not going to use a preset. If you, like the, the red and orange Shine preset, all right? Yeah. Let's just say that Shine came with zero presets. Would you... Would you create that and be like, I can't use this because this looks horrible? Or would you say, this is actually a really cool, useful effect? Mm, yeah, I, I think it looks horrible. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but, Do you like Shine and, in general? Uh, I, yeah, I think used, well, and that's, I don't know, maybe maybe that's more of a, a personal taste thing too, but I think most presets are too like prominent too much. I, I, I'd take any preset and dial it back about 70% before I would use it most of the time. Except for um, particular fireflies. That's true. I mean, <laughs> you never go wrong with that. 170%. Tip for you kids in college, trap code fireflies always wins. <laughs> um, but, I mean, there's definitely part of me that just says, I don't like the way it looks. But there's also part of me that says, if I do that, it's going to look like everything else out there. And I think that our job, um, to our not only to ourselves, but also to our clients, is to make something that looks unique, that's, that's you know different, that's set apart, that's going to attract attention. If it looks like everything else that's out there, it's not going to catch anyone's eye, and that's what we're supposed to be doing for our clients. So in one, in, in one hand, you say that uh, for the tree service, their design doesn't really matter. But in the other hand, you say that our job is to create something that makes them stand out, that yeah. makes them look different. And those work together for you. Yes, because I believe that, you know, in, in, some, in some aspects, or, well, in some markets or whatever, for instance, you know, like a landscaping company, do I pick a landscaping company based on their logo? I'm a designer. I don't even do that. You know, I all I care about is will they show up on time? Will they do a good job? And you know, what right. what do they charge? Um, they deliver. And so, but I think you know, as a design community, we probably think no, it blankets everything. Everything has to be great. Everything has to look aesthetically incredible. And and I think that is where we take ourselves too seriously. But but I think there are definitely occasions where no, we we actually are undervalued. And and there are some places where man. We do need to get in there and fix that brand and, and you know yeah. change that that image. But doesn't sometimes I think that you can get the the idea that we are when you take on a client you're providing a service and this is a service based industry when you're working with a client and to me if I hire a painting company to come paint my house and I open up Southern Living and I say I want it to look like this and they say well we got to make this look a little bit different we don't do stuff like that but mm -hmm. we're gonna do it this other way it's like I hired you because this is what I want. So if you're working with a client that wants something specific, do you just say, well, I don't do that kind of stuff? Like I don't create, like if they really want something that looks like something else and uh, you're thinking, well. Yeah, going back to what you're saying, I mean, yeah. you're asking, you know, do you just say, no, we don't do that? And I think in some cases the answer is yes. You just say no. Like I, I, I could give the example that, you know, you say service-based industry. Well, if I were a mechanic and someone came to me and said, I want you to move these hoses around in my engine and, sh and pull this out, and I don't like that, whatever that is, take it out. I would, as a mechanic with a reputation, I would have to say, no, I'm not going to do that. I know what is good for you. I know that if you drive this car off the lot like that, it's gonna fall apart and break down and cause a wreck or whatever. And I have a reputation to, to keep, but I also have a responsibility to you not to let you go out there and do that. Um, and I know that's obviously a life or death situation. Well, ours is not, but Talk about being self -employed. Well, it could be. <laughs> but, Figuratively. But I think, you know, the same kind of situation applies where, you know, I know that there are some houses like um, like Belief mm -hmm. who have given pretty good talks on, you know, we don't do bad work. Um, 
because we don't want to be the kind of agency that people come to for bad work. We don't want that to be a reputation. Um, and we want we, we might lose some clients that way, but we want the clients that do come to us to know that we're going to do the best we can possibly do for them, and they're never going to get anything less than, than our best. Yeah. Well, and, and we take that stance as well. We, yeah. we turn At Prolific, we turn down more work than we take on because we want to make sure that we take on projects that match um, not just the mindset, so not just like ministry related or not causes that we can believe in, but match the identity that we're looking to create. But that I think that that also means if you're going to go that direction, you have to be willing, like if a client comes to you and says, um, we want this branding, but the one thing for sure is it's got to be papyrus because we're doing a religious thing and it's got to be papyrus. And you talk to them and they're like, no, it's got to be papyrus. Do you just say, cool, well, we're not doing it? Uh, yeah, well, I, I feel like if you, if you have a, a situation like that, you probably need to jump ship now because yeah. you're going to have more problems later down the road. Because you, if you're having a problem with, if they want papyrus and they won't use anything else, then you're going to be miserable the entire project, and it may it may not even you, it's you know it's not going to look good for you. It's not going to be something you want to show off, and even if it pays you, you know that's a that's a line I think a lot of de- designers just have to pick to choose designer to designer. Because mm-hmm. for me, I would say no. I would just say hey thanks, uh, but no thanks. Uh, but in that, it's kind of tough when you are in a contract with somebody, you're yeah. committed. Um, there's a there's a different you know line there as well. It's like you know that's why it's a good. That's why when I when a client comes to me, I ask I ask twenty questions at least. You know, from show me some stuff you like to you know describe your project with five adjectives. Tell me about what your what this needs to do. Just to kind of get a feel of the person and to figure out if I even want to work with this person. Because they start naming off all these websites that, you know, are, are no one's heard of or they're horrible or whatever. Um, I can see this as an opportunity to teach them, you know, what good design is or show them some good examples or, or to help them. Or maybe if they're, you know, kind of stubborn in how they answer these questions or how the communication continues, I can start to gauge that and, and then decide, do I want to take this person on or not? Yeah, I I guess where I kind of push back a little bit on what you're saying, Brian, is it seems to me that part of your argument is that using presets is the same thing as creating bad work to some degree, because it's kind of like, well, we're not going to do so. I'm not going to create something with a preset because that's going to create bad work. I uh, on one of the last projects that I worked on, uh, obviously, like every videographer, I have magic bullet looks set up. And I go through and it's like, well, I'm definitely not going to throw the Blockbuster preset on this because that's what every, you know, 13-year-old creating a video does. It's like, whoa, it looks like a movie. You know, I just threw the Blockbuster preset on. And nine out of 10 churches you go today, they're using a Blockbuster preset because it looks so cool like Hollywood, right? So it's like, well, I'm obviously not doing that. So I start grading through this film. It's like, all right, well, it's a little bit moody. We need to create a little bit of a different vibe. So we need to put a little bit of blue in the blacks. And so we've kind of got that set up, but we got to warm it a little bit, keep our skin tones. We got to warm a little bit of the highlights. And I end up spending an hour grading a shot. And it's like, wow, looks pretty similar to the Blockbuster preset. And so I just spent an hour doing something that a preset could have gotten me close like that. And so 
I realized part of the reason I think that I didn't want to use a Blockbuster preset wasn't because of my client, because my client would have thought the Blockbuster preset was amazing. It's that I knew the people that I run with in the circle that I'm in would look at that and like, what happened to Nick? Why He just like phoned this project in, going mm-hmm. magic bullets. Like how, how often in a project do you find yourself thinking more about how are your professional friends going to receive this project more than your client? Do you feel like you battle with that? Because I think that that's kind of the crux of that argument is who are you truly designing for? Because I think if if this gets out of whack, you can end up spending three times as long on a project because you're trying to please professionals that are probably cynical and aren't going to like it in the first place. You know? Mm. How, how much of the time do you feel like you focus um, on that? Not really Critical much. Critical reception. I mean, I definitely do spend some on that, and but I think actually it's more of a, a personal desire to make something that I'm, you know, happy putting out there just for myself than more than anybody else. Um, but I mean, I definitely I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I don't. I, I know I'm using kind of preset synonymously with bad work, but that's not. It's it's more just for the heart of what the tweet was about. More talking theoretically. I mean. Is it black and white? I would never ever use a preset. No, I do actually. I mean, I start with presets a lot of times, then I tweak them to make the look I'm lo- I'm wanting. But um, it goes back to the fact that I I think most presets don't look. Here's good. the thing: it's like if you want to make it in this industry, you've got to stand out. You've got to be special, especially in a time where more and more people are coming through. They've had a camera, they've had a computer since day one. You've got to stand out. And I, as a designer, as a videographer, as an illustrator, whatever you are, you owe it to that community to continue to push forward and to continue to innovate. And I am totally and completely with you there. Um, Our job isn't to look like everybody else, it's to stand out. I just think if we look at it from a workflow perspective and we look at it from a time-saving perspective, I don't think that we should be afraid to use certain presets. For instance, in Cinema 4D, I think some of Nick Campbell's lighting rigs are awesome and super time savers because I could just throw in some text, open up a lighting rig, looks awesome, pop it out. Now, would I do that for a BMW commercial? Probably not. But would I do that for like a quick project for my church that I'm helping out? Absolutely. And I wouldn't sit there and go, oh, these people, they're going to they're gonna think I'm a, a sham because I'm using a, a lighting rig. Like there are certain things that are time savers that I think are great things to use and we shouldn't be afraid of those when it applies. Yeah, I'm all for that, absolutely. All with a little bit of a grain of salt. Yep. All right, when we come back, we're gonna be talking, we've been waiting for this all year long, for the last Mm. six podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) We're gonna be talking about what's so hot this year. Okay, you know what time it is. Normally, at this time, we'd be doing a little bit so hot right now. But considering this is the last podcast of the of the year, I know, I'm sorry, we're not going to have one for the week of the 26th, because it's a prolific holiday and we're going to be at Boca Raton, which is just what we do. we got a little place down there. It's nice. <laughs> we decided to go back through and let's talk about what was so hot this year. And uh, we've picked out a few topics mm. that we thought we would bounce some stuff, stuff around. We have not shared our lists with each other. So this could be a little interesting. I don't know. Let's jump right in, though. Let's start with maybe an easier one. And let's just talk about this year, best TV show. Should we qualify it to a new TV show or just normal TV show? Like a regular TV show? 
just regular regular any TV? show of the year probably makes it easier I think I think any show of the year yeah yeah. I think I know what yours is. What, what's yours, one. Clint? What are you going with? Game of Thrones. Of course. Yeah. Dude, yeah. I knew you were going to take that. <laughs> I'm going to find a different one. Game yeah. of Thrones was spectacular. Yeah, it was. And the second season is almost ready. It yeah, comes yeah. out in like April. Yeah, there's some, there's some YouTube clips of them shooting it right now. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good, man. It was, it was my, you know, after I watched it, then I jumped into the books and read through some of the books, and it's just... It's awesome. Now I'm playing Skyrim, so it's like I'm in. The <laughs> You're movie. there. Oh, nice. I'm in there. Yeah. And you hadn't read them before, so like the TV mm-hmm. show was your first experience to like Game of Thrones hipster, for sure. See, I think, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think the show is better than the books. Wow. Ooh. Well, I get, I get so, there's so many characters in so many places, and I get so bogged down, and the TV show is awesome. Yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. It's the best looking show on TV. The the season is just like the first book. So if you didn't read the book, it's fine because you basically watched it because there's they quote things line by line and and it's yeah. very close to the book. So I heard that like moving forward in the TV show, they're going to start cutting out some of the tollies because they get kind of really yeah. That's what I hear yeah. from an insider. I don't know. Mm. Really, insider. Game of Thrones, insider. solid choice. I mean, I, that's that's hard to argue. What are you going with, Brian? Best TV show? Uh, mine's probably just as predictable as I talk about it all the time. But Community, mm. gotta go with that. And even you know, excellent. The season, I kind of thought about it for a little bit because I was yeah. like, was this season as good as the first? And then I remember all I had to think about was remedial chaos theory. <laughs> that that episode where they do the six different timelines. And yes, that TV show. It's such a smart show. How is it going off the air? I don't know. Is it really going off the air? Well, it's it's just not. It's hiatus, right? The thing they just hadn't picked it back up for the the next you know whatever the the next lineup. Um, but uh, you know they all seem to be pretty optimistic that it's going to stick around. I love that show. That's so good. But man, yeah, wow, it's incredible. Love it every week. It's just it blows me away. I love it. They've done, and they they always do such interesting concepts for their individual shows. Yeah, I mean they just take. They take TV to such a new place that it's never gone. I, I love it, man. Yeah, it's great. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the comedy sitcom, and I'm gonna say New Girl. Rachel yeah, and I started not watching that. As predictable. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Game of Thrones was taken, and Community was taken. What choice did I have? <laughs> That's a good one, though. Nice. What am I, British? <laughs> what are you, a lonely nerd? <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna say Doctor Who. Yeah, gosh. Uh, man, New Last Girl is hilarious. If I had to point to one, I'd probably say the Thanksgiving episode, too. Mm. That one in general <laughs> was amazing. And Zoe Deschanel is awesome anyway. I just hope that show continues. The whole cast is duo. great. They are. Just, as, it, yeah. It's one of the few sitcoms where, like, after the first episode, I felt like I knew all of these people. Mm. You know, they were super relatable. That doesn't happen very much. The Matt guy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. You know. Good to throw it in there. <laughs> We've known him for a while. Oh, totally. We've known him for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. Right? That dude and the other one. <laughs> All right. With the shirts. What are we doing for best movie? I'm sure this is going to be this is going to be debatable. And I, I do reserve the right to say we'll revisit this topic before we hit Academy Awards. Because oh. this is not necessarily like an Academy Award prediction. Not finest film or anything, but our favorite. Right. right. Just that favorite movie. Okay. Favorite. That's going to be War Horse. That comes out December 25th. Oh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Any yes. horse that fights in World War One is exactly. a Yeah, you can't beat that. So, yeah, just just the movie that was hot not first. this year. Not first. You're not going to go first? Okay. What do you want to do? I will. Um, because, well, I haven't seen that many movies this year. I uh, I fall off the wagon when you know other things take priority. But Like kids. Um, yeah, those things. But... Uh, for sure, my favorite movie was definitely the last Harry Potter. I mean, mm. It was man, 
it was everything you know I'm, I'm a pretty big fan read the books I mean love love the franchise all the way through and they ended it on a I agree note. it was Man, good it's incredible I hopped onto that train late the train to the, Hogwarts. Uh, Hogwarts Express, maybe? <laughs> Possibly. Look at that. Huh? You like that? <laughs> no, man. What are you, British? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wasn't watching, because I'm not British, dude. Uh, Rachel has been a huge Harry Potter fan, like went to midnight releases for the books. Rachel's my wife, by the way. The for, those, for those listening in Britain. <laughs> um, no offense to Rachel. But we, we went to the midnight showing of part two. And man, it was it was a phenomenal film. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, I agree. I, Heidi and I saw it three times in theater. Wow, oh, she yeah. loves it way more. She's she's way more than I am. Yeah, into Harry Potter. Uh, but thankfully, she's not into Twilight, which I'm really thankful who for. Who is into Twilight? Uh, I have friends who are. Nerds. I have friends who are into Twilight. Really? I have a like guy friend, friend. Friends. I have a guy friend who I was in a band with, who I will not name. <laughs> I'm gonna start narrowing. That was down. in. <laughs> that, that was in. That went to see Twilight, the last one, by himself. He even put it on Facebook. I'm in the what? theater by myself for the last Twilight. Are you to serious? To watch it again. He'd already watched it once. I don't understand that. What? What? That, I don't that know. That deserves its own show. I. Let's have him in here and let's just interview. We'll let everybody email in questions. <laughs> I don't understand. What is the deal? I'm going to go, um, this is probably going to sound really pretentious to a lot of people. And having thought of the, about this for all of 10 minutes, I'm probably going to go Tree of Life. Um, and I'll qualify it with saying I did not find it to be a particularly enjoyable movie. Um, or super entertaining, but man, it is like... One of the most brilliantly artistic films. It's shot incredibly. You said it was a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. Like to me, there's no, there's no denying that this is this is a masterpiece. I mean, it is a an amazing work of cinema. Now, do I ever want to watch it again? Probably not. Uh, but man, it's an experience to go on. It, yeah. I don't. I just. It stands on its own. Now, it's not like a. I was, I was saying the other day, it's not a film that I think you can sum up. It's not like a, uh, it's not like a story where you go, well, this happens, and then these guys, and then they you know, can't get home, so they have to rent a car and drive across the country or whatever together. But, uh, man, it, there's, no, there's no doubt that it's a phenomenal piece, and it's, it's beautiful, and it's well-told, well-shot, well-directed. So. I need to see it. I have not seen it yet. Yeah, well, you know, get really depressed and find a few hours by yourself. <laughs> and you have to listen to it. You you do either have to listen to it very loud or, or with headphones because most of the dialogue is like whispered. And mm. I mean, honestly, it's about a it's like two and a half hour movie or a three hour movie that might have two pages of dialogue. It's kind of one of those. Oh wow, okay. But it's good. It's really good. Well, awesome. what are you gonna go with, Clint? My movie, my movie of the year was Super Eight. Mm, I see. I still haven't seen it. You, yeah, both of you haven't. Oh. I have it on Blu-ray. You're going to borrow it. You're going yeah. to watch it. I wanted to see it too. That movie was in theaters when my brother got married, mm. and everyone is going to see it. And I was so excited until I remembered I'm in the wedding, mm. and I have to be at rehearsal, <laughs> so oh, I didn't get man. to see it. Yeah, I saw it twice in theaters uh, because the first time was uh, at the Warren Theater here in OKC, which is an amazing theater. Uh-huh. Amazing theater. It's like the best theater ever. It's one of those you can sit in the balcony and get like burgers and pizzas and yeah. be in a recliner. Yeah, that director's suite. Anyway, yeah. 
Oh, man. Let's go to the Warren. Beautiful. What's out no right kidding. now? I know. Anything. Muppets? Let's go watch the Muppets, Muppets at the Warren. Let's <laughs> have lunch at the Warren. Yeah, Brian saw Muppets now. I did. Was yeah. it Muppety? It was very Muppety. <laughs> Muppety. Told you. Were the jokes on Muppety? I didn't find I just heard some of them. See, that's what, I was actually going to ask you about that because I have no idea. Well, what I haven't that seen was, it. Well, oh, I, I don't know if anybody. Ask yeah, Grant. I didn't see anything in it that I felt Calling was on Muppety. I don't know. Oh, okay. I've actually heard that from several people, but Grant was one of them. Okay, so. It was great. Super 8. It tapped into all those things I love about films the the 80s kind of nostalgia goonies type feel kids adventure yeah beautiful you know a lot of people complained about the lens flares on screen i love the lens flares and the whole look of it all and uh i would say from that film too when i saw it the first time the train wreck at the first of that movie is insane it's one of the most ridiculous things ever that i've ever witnessed in theater so I'm excited awesome. to see it. So, I, let yeah. me borrow the DVD. I want to see a, it. I, 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 have a, I will not watch it on DVD. I will only watch it on Blu-ray. I have it on Blu-ray. Oh, there we go. Let me and DVD. Blu-ray. I'll give you the Blu-ray and you the DVD. No, I want the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> give Brian the DVD. I won't get to it anyway. <laughs> All right. Album of the year. What are you guys thinking? Wait, was that? What's hot? Oh, huh? he went mm-hmm. first. I went first. Yes, we switched. So oh. do I have to go first this time? I saw, what was your movie? Uh, Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I missed. Wow. I Where was were here. you? I was here. Where were you? I was here. I was commenting. On All right. It's only fair to keep the circle. <laughs> I'll go first on the album of the year. I I checked with RDO to make sure that this was accurate. Yes. But for me, uh, Radiohead's King of Limbs. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I still, just about every day, hit a period of the day where I think, I really need some, I really need some King of Limbs right now. Love that album. It's not a single song that, that has gotten old to me. I think that... Radiohead's continue to get better and better and better and better. I think that they're at their peak right now, and that album is beautiful and haunting and just incredible. I love it. So that's going to be my album choice. of the year. You have chosen wisely. Thank you. Thank right. you. Appreciate that. BC? Uh, mine, I'm going to go with uh, the Jeff Bridges album. Wow. I was, I was floored by that it's album. Good. It was. It, real good. it hit me in a spot a, I needed to be hit. Yeah. I don't know. It was just. You know, going in, I was just kind of like, okay, another, you know, another actor wanting yeah. to be a musician or whatever. And, um, but it's just like a raw, honest, yeah. good, like low key, you know, just classic kind of country, but it's not, it's not too country, but man, it is, it's just solid. It plays a lot album. off of the movie. Right? Yeah. I was going to say, have you seen Crazy Heart? Yes. It's, yes yeah. It's a, movie too. It's a great yeah. film. That was not t- 2011, was it? No. Yeah. But is it like, does it seem I, like it does, that character released a little the... bit like him? I mean. Not so much because, you know, well, yeah, it, it does. It feels a lot like that. I mean, it feels like it's yeah. a definite follow-up to that film. I think the character in the film probably had more, like, poppy stuff and was more of a mm. popular artist. And I feel like Jeff Bridges' album is a little more of a, I don't know, just a little Old more school. raw and honest. And, you know. Hank Williams. Yeah. Jump in your two tones. Or, or Hank Barman. Williams Jr. <laughs> Not Jr. Take a ride. <laughs> yeah. So, I, great album. Yeah, I would I would agree that's a great album. It was one of the ones that I listened to somewhere, I think RDO or something, and then listened to it one time and immediately bought it, and I've just had it on all the time. Love it. Awesome. Mine was tough. I had to go back to Last FM just to check my stats. Wow. Make sure what I listened to the most. Because you, you don't FM, trust RDO? Well, RDO, either one. But Last FM, I have my iTunes piped into that too, so if sure. I listen to something on iTunes, it'll catch it. And. What I've listened to the most this year was the Tron soundtrack. Wow. I just... It's I, solid. I don't know why, because I've listened to it when I work. Yeah. It's just kind of like on repeat constantly, and, and I and it's it's so funny when I listen to it now, 
I can think of projects that I was working on <laughs> during parts of the song, which we is really weird. want this to look like Daft Punk. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then I would say, but that album's awesome. That I love the movie too. Um, and a lot of people didn't. What'd you guys think about the Tron movie? Did not care for it. But you watched me watch it because I watched it on a plane no, on a four. Oh, it was with you? That's the thing. I've seen it on a plane on a I watched street it. from across the plane and didn't see the end. Like, oh, oh, yeah, so I, I have no idea it. how it ended. We saw it together on the plane to LA on like a postage yeah. stamp screen. Oh, yeah. And our, it was one of those where our screen was like green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. Yeah. yeah I, I, well, I will say this. I, I know I didn't give it a fair shake, but I wasn't thrilled with what I saw. But at the same time... I don't have a lot invested in Tron like you do. Like it wasn't a defining movie for me, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't yeah. think it was a bad film. I loved it, and I, I think. Um, but as far as my album of the year, I would give it to. Oh man, so close. I would give it to the Bonnie Vare mm, record. Yeah. Tied with Tycho because I've listened to Tycho well, a lot too. Uh-huh. That record and both of those are equally as listened to, and I go to them more so i would say either one of those are great both solid mm-hmm. i feel like we have a good good selection yeah. here we should throw those into a turntable room <laughs> so brian will probably slip into Marosmith. you, you know, know how he works all right what's so hot video game what's the hottest video game of the year you're up first this all time right. actually i'm gonna go with uncharted 3 wow over skyrim over skyrim even though you just started skyrim yeah but <sighs> skyrim man yeah i could just sit here and talk about skyrim That'll be like a lonely nerd. Next week we'll do like four hours just talking <laughs> Skyrim. <laughs> this is the Skyrim show. Uh, Uncharted three, I was anticipating it all year. I was a big fan of the whole series. Played yeah. through the other two. Uh, it's the only reason I have a PS three. Um, Same here. And it's just awesome. It was just great. It was a great story. It's fun. It's Indiana Jones and all those kind of like just fun adventurous things rolled into a game experience and you get to pull off a lot of a lot more fist fighting in this one yeah which i enjoyed because i didn't like i don't like the shooting aspect of of uncharted i never have i think that's its weakest its weakest link but other than that great story great characters just fun and Uh, i i I killed it in two nights and and it's just a good game i know and you you told me i can use it and i want to i got to get through the christmas rush and i feel like Anytime I sit down to play video games now, I play Skyrim. Yeah. Which is, I'm just going to go ahead and go. That's going to be my game of the year. I mean, Skyrim, I I don't even know what to say about Skyrim. It's like, are there there more beautiful games? Yeah, but Skyrim's beautiful. Is there better voice acting? Sure. But Skyrim's voice acting is like on point. There, you could point to a single game that is better in every area, but wow, like what Bethesda has created in Skyrim is unparalleled. Uh, just the fact that you can roam around like uh, I was talking to uh, Andy one, uh, one of the guys who does a lot of work with us because he just started playing Skyrim and it's like man the crazy thing about Skyrim is in most games you sit down and it's like well I got an hour and you play through whatever mission you're on it's like well that was cool and this you can sit there and look at a map and say all right I'm in this town and I'm just gonna wander over to this other town and see what happens and you end up playing for two hours instead of an hour, yeah. you have an experience that's completely your own. It's not a mission, right? right? It's just stuff that you did, mm-hmm. you know? And you're creating this story of who your person is. It's phenomenal. I could talk about it forever. Yeah. And the crazy thing too is, 
even people that haven't played Skyrim are in love with what Skyrim is and want to play it. And then you start playing it and you realize there's a lot more going on in here than I even thought there was. There's a lot of storyline in here that I never knew was in here. And they find a way, even in an open world environment, where you can do whatever you want to still throw in twists and turns that you weren't expecting, which is just crazy. I don't know how they did that, but it's it's an unbelievable game. It's, it's got to be my game of the year. Yeah, it's one of those games that when you buy it, it's this awesome investment because you can play it forever. Yeah. You can play this game for, uh, easily you can play this game for the next year or two. Yeah. And not, I say forever to down to a year or two, but you can play this game like yeah. solid out. Like Un- Uncharted, I finished it. I might go back and do some of the missions just to complete some things, but I'm not really excited about it. Yeah. Because a lot of it's just kind of laid out and pre-planned and you know it's going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. You can play Skyrim forever. You can roam and... I was looking at the the Skyrim Reddit, the subreddit, and uh, the people in there, there were so many people that had been playing Oblivion since it came out and stopped right when Skyrim came out. I mean, they had played for like, you know... 90 wow. days or something in yeah. Oblivion. But it's a game where you can totally do that. Because you can you can do everything in the place and still not see half the game. Yeah. Unbelievable game. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's I want to go play right now. Yeah, let's yeah wrap this up. Well, and I definitely have a feeling, <laughs> uh, you know, mine would be Skyrim had I played it. I had yeah, you just, you just haven't picked it up yet. Right. Well, and it's been very, you know, strategic. You've what? got things to do, bro. Let's not just, talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a sore subject. I was highly anticipating that game, ready for it, and then it hit in a time I just can't I just can't do it yet. But because it is um, a productivity killer. Yeah, my um, dad's playing it, and I just oh. really hope that he's able to balance work and play. Because <laughs> <laughs> so I dad, a, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I have a feeling it would either come down to that or the one I chose, which um, is also one that I haven't. I mean, I haven't been able to give as much time to it as I would like. But I had to go with Arkham City. Oh um, yeah, great choice. Man, I mean. Game of the I year. loved the first it was one. Game of the year. Oh yeah, see there you go. So not that original, but hey, I mean the the first one, Arkham Asylum, was incredible. It felt so good, and then just putting in Arkham City, it felt so great to be Batman oh, again. Man. I mean, you know, just the, what they've done with that combat mechanic, the way so many games have tried to make you feel this way, and this one pulls it off. Where you just you get in that suit or whatever, and you yeah. just you feel like you're Batman. No other game has ever been able to do that, and it's it's pretty crazy. Like you feel like you could take on a gang full of fifteen thugs, and, and it just and looks, it's not too easy. They're they're tough guys, and it's 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 really well done. Just it super looks awesome. unbelievable, yeah. and I you know it's an open world. Now it's nowhere close to the open world that you would see in Skyrim or even like a you know Red Dead or anything like that. But the level of detail in that world, I mean. You can go down on the city streets and it's raining and the reflection and you've got like papers blowing in the wind that if you stop and look at the paper has actual news from Gotham and it's just crazy plus all the villains, the combat mechanic. Yeah, that's a great call because that game was phenomenal. I don't have that game. I haven't played it. It's one of those ones where and it kind of goes back to how I buy games. It's I like to investigate them a little bit more before just kind of jumping on and getting them because I feel like is this going to be a good investment for me because of how so little time I have on my yeah. hands? And that's why Skyrim for me was one of those games where I thought, I can I can buy this brand new. I can have this and and sparse it out. And it's going to last me for a while. It's going to make sense. Yeah. Uncharted, I love the story. Batman, haven't played any of the games. Yeah. And so, heard all the buzz, saw all of the amazing footage, um, watched you guys playing. Yeah. And it's next on my list as far as like... 
What's, well, the great thing too, you could go back and play the first one now, and it would still be amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, the it's first one is so phenomenal. Solid. Yeah, you can get it for probably fifteen dollars. Yeah. somewhere. that <laughs> yeah. is the nice thing about about waiting for the single player games. Like, yeah. if you're going to buy an Xbox multiplayer game, you need to buy it the day it comes out because that's when everyone's going to play. All your friends are going to play. But a single player game, you can go back and buy a single player game that came out three years ago and have just as much fun with it, as long as the graphics. Do you have the first right. Batman? I do. It's right I'll over trade there. you a super eight for that. All right. All right, we can do that. We can win a deal. Straight up trade. You heard it here. Well, I'll put you out for, I'll put you down for two weeks. I'll give it to you over Christmas break. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's just let's throw one more, just kind of wild card out there. And this is going to be this. We'll, we'll open the veil a little bit on prolific, and let's just talk best prolific moment of 2011. What was the prolific moment that was so hot? To me, there's only one that stands out. I don't know what you guys are going to be. There's yeah. one that stands above yeah, the rest. I, I think you're right. I mean, there were definitely some good ones, and we, you know, I guess and I've only, quite a few. Yeah, but. and I've only got six months on this year, so that is true. You guys have had some adventures pre pre El Clinto. We had so. some good times in the Yakima. That's true. Yes, there was. Yes, so there's the there's the girl in the hotel who, who when we asked, hey, what's there to do around here? She said, oh, don't leave the hotel. You'll, You'll get, get shot. shot. Blah blah blah. <laughs> so yeah. Telling us how what a terrible part of town we're in. And we went out the next day, and it was like. What? It's fine. It's like suburbia. Yeah, I don't know what your idea of the ghetto is, but this is not it. The time Brian and I uh, flew into Denver, and it was like 95 degrees, and the lady at the rental car place yeah. said, you need to um, you need to get like a 4x4 four four or whatever because it's going to snow. It's like 95 degrees. We're like, wow, we'll be fine. So we got a Grand Marquis. Yeah. She's just trying to upsell us. We got a Grand Marquis. Yeah. 75 degrees. We shoot a video while we're shooting it. Uh, a storm front rolls in off the mountains. It starts snowing, and now roads. Brian and I are like driving around Denver in a Grand Marquis, sliding around. Yeah. That was also the night that we had a shoot early in the morning, and the fire alarm in our hotel went off oh, at 4 a.m. Yeah. Brad Bear was there from yeah. Foursquare. Oh, that was good. Those pictures pop up in my iPhone rotation. Yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot about that. There's one moment that stands out above the rest. Correct. Yes. It it's got to be like Capone's hideout. Yes. Exactly alongside the river. All right. Yeah. So, to set up the story, yes. we had just finished the Willow Creek Summit, which is one of the huge moments of the year for us because we worked that, for months. That was our first. That was my first that time. Was your first time up to, to go with you guys on a, on a team experience. So we wow. we hop in Dave's Epic. car because Dave has like the original like military issue Hummer, yeah. and so we head out and he's, he's like, I know this place because he lives in St. Charles. He says, I know this place. It's Al Capone's hideout because Al Capone was like from around there and he would leave Chicago and he would go to this place. So it really is Al Capone's hideout. That it's place in the middle of is nowhere. awesome. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. Great. It is was incredible. It like his aunt's old house that he used to come yeah. and stay at. Now it's a restaurant. Yes. And the steak we had. Oh, yeah. oh wow. It but it was on. it was on like the Fox River, but you had to drive like through the woods for 15 minutes in the middle of nowhere to come up to this place. And so we go there. And we've already done the summit, so it's getting late. And we shut the place down because it's one of those places. We had a bunch of people. We all got steaks. The meal takes forever. Mm. So we get out. And we hop in Dave's, Dave's Hummer. And we pull out of the parking lot and start driving up the hill. And the Hummer dies. And we immediately start rolling back down the hill in this, like, what? Like, yeah, six-ton six ton Hummer or whatever. <laughs> Towards the river. Toward the river. And uh, we're able to navigate it back to the we're like, side. Dave, what's going on? Uh, we're out of gas. We're out of gas, guys. Yeah, And it's diesel, Seriously. of course, yeah. which is even worse. We're out of diesel. So it's like 
It's like midnight, one in the morning. We're at the side of the road outside so of Al Capone's far from hideout. Everything. Away from everyone in the Pretty world. Amazing. Thinking of it now. Right. It was. But we had stick. We had. We had what was the game we, we made? Pl- up? We started playing yeah. stick ball. ball yeah. Stick well, rock ball. Yeah, which was <laughs> like. So you've got to imagine it's pitch black and, and half of us are down by the river and there's an embankment. And so the people up top start throwing rocks down and the people at the bottom were taking a stick and nailing the rock. The problem is when they connected, it would come about 300 miles an hour right over our heads. And you couldn't see. Yeah, you, you couldn't see it. So it was a little dangerous. Then we had a little race. We, <laughs> oh, that was, that was we were there surprising. with Joel Claire. Joel Claire is a fast, fast yeah. man. Joel Claire lives <laughs> in Seattle and he does a lot yes. of work with us and he's great. And he was there that night. And Joel does not look like he would be that fast. He doesn't look like a runner. Compared to the three of us, he looks like strapping a strapping athletic men. British nerd, really. <laughs> he does. I mean, so we decided to Joel. have a race because <laughs> the road, of course, there's nobody on the road. It's Al Capone's hideout at one in the morning. So we decided to have a race and Joel tore the race. Like, it was like he finished this race and stopped and turned around and watched us finish. That's how fast he was. We call him the cheetah now. We do. All the time. I call him that. Every day. But uh, that's got to be the moment. We eventually got picked up and we left Dave's Hummer sitting there for the night. That was just fun. By Dave's poor neighbor right in the middle of the night we had to call yeah dave's dave's neighbor came and picked us up in the middle of the night it's just like all these guys we've been running races and (laughs) we're out in the middle of nowhere good time but uh that's got to be i mean that's got to be the best moment of our year that's got to be what's so hot right now again like we said we're not gonna we're not gonna have another prolific cast for the end of this year we're gonna take some time with families we hope that you enjoy the christmas break and the new year's uh holiday with your families Hope that you're cheering on LSU like we will be. Shh. Clint maybe won't. Yeah, okay, what bowl are you guys in? Nothing. At I all? I don't think so. You have to be in something. I don't even want to talk about like, it. See you later. When are we going to be back? <laughs> when are we back? We'll be back at the start of the year. We've got a crazy travel schedule at the start yeah. of the year. But we'll we'll be back at the start of the year with more than prolific cast. And, you know, let's just take some time and say, I just want to say... Thanks to the listeners for the support. Last last week we didn't have an episode up, and we got so many text messages, so many emails, and we just appreciate all the kind words, all the feedback. We love doing it. We hope you love listening. So again, thanks for joining us this week on the Prolific Cast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Prolific, friend us on Facebook, and subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast service. We'll be back better than ever next week. Till then, Merry Christmas and be prolific. Prolific.